When the school bell rang and the game of volleyball entered Alberta gymnasiums, it was a tipping point for the sport. We'll hear how schools, colleges, and universities fostered volleyball as only they could. That's on this episode of Voices of Alberta Volleyball, a 10-part podcast series exploring how volleyball grew to become a popular sport, who contributed to its success, and the challenges overcome along the way. To tell this story, we're hearing from local pioneers in the sport, people who lived and loved volleyball to its place today in schools, on beaches, and at sporting events. Episode 9, Schools In for Alberta Volleyball. When volleyball first turned up in Alberta in the mid-20th century, it wasn't the powerful or strategic game that it is now. Far from it. Volleyball was essentially a, a recreational activity. That's Jim Day. People just pushed the ball back over when they had the opportunity. It was the unintimidating nature of the sport that made it perfect for schools to start adding into gym classes. Uh, certainly at the high school level. That's Errol Miller. Or at the school level, for that matter, uh, it, it may have been played in phys ed classes but uh, it was not really considered a competitive sport until <clears throat> much later. It's cheap, it doesn't cost much to get a volleyball and a pair of runners and shorts. And, Hugh Hoyles. But it, it developed more through the school system rather than the club system. Schools across Alberta adopted volleyball as part of the physical education curriculum. It made perfect sense because of the game's simple rules and inexpensive equipment. It was also added as one of the activities in the teacher training programs, which meant when new graduates went out to teach in Alberta schools, they took the game with them. Uh, we had occasional inter-school volleyball activity, but nothing that was considered to be organized. In fact, we often had the teachers playing with the kids. Uh, there was no city championship. Uh, there was no organized tournament uh, among all of the uh, all of the schools. So what we played basically were uh, three or four tournaments against uh, other schools. No, no records were kept uh, that, I, that I'm aware of how the various schools were doing. Then in 1957, an athletic association was created for sports in the province's schools. The name probably won't surprise you. It was the ASAA the Alberta Schools Athletic Association. This helped to organize sports in schools and play between the teams. The very first provincial championship for schools took place that very same year. But when, when I got to Pinocchio in the fall of 58, uh, one of the sports that was on the agenda for the Central Western Alberta Schools Athletic Association was volleyball. But just by having the provincial championships didn't make volleyball a big draw for student athletes. The sport had some serious competition. More of the athletes uh, were, were choosing football. And I think because their phys ed teachers uh, were football coaches. Errol Miller explains his experience in Edmonton. And uh, when I was uh, at uh, Ross Shepherd uh, High School, the last high school I, I taught and coached at, it was the same situation there. As a matter of fact, at times I, I caught uh, football coaches standing outside my volleyball practices talking to my volleyball players, the best volleyball players, as they came off the practice court. 
and I heard from most players that uh, the coach was trying to get them to play football. It was always a struggle. Howie Rasmussen had a similar experience in Lethbridge. Um, and it was a little bit hard to get uh, good players. But volleyball persevered. That was in part because of the launch and growth of the Alberta Volleyball Association, or the AVA. It started the exact same year as the ASAA, 1957. When I was uh, teaching at uh, Victoria Compset, uh, involved in, in volleyball, and uh, one of the phys ed staff there said, uh, you know, Errol, you're just, you know, you're really wasting your time in volleyball. You know, it's never going to be a sport. You know, nobody's ever going to pay attention to it. I disagreed with him then, but I, I kind of felt a put down as it certainly became more and more of a sport and more people paid attention to it. Uh, I always felt kind of vindicated. Wished I could go and say, see, you were wrong. Part of that vindication had its foundation started back in 1920. It was a slow burn. It was that year that universities in the western provinces had formed a competitive league. It was known as the Western Canadian Intercollegiate Athletic Association. Rolls right off the tongue, hey? WCIAA. But it wasn't until the 1950s that regular competitions actually started up. And even then, not all the schools had competitive teams in all the sports. It wasn't until the influx of a number of new universities that volleyball began to truly flourish. That included the University of Calgary and Regina and Winnipeg and the University of Lethbridge. These institutions were keen to get involved in volleyball because of its low cost to run. Then in 1964, the Western Intercollege Conference, or WICC, was formed. This was for colleges in the Western provinces. But men's basketball was the only sport that was granted the designation of official activity. That meant that hockey and cross-country running and curling and badminton and volleyball were given exhibition status only. This conference would later be renamed the Alberta Colleges Athletic Conference, or the ACAC, and volleyball became an official sport. Around that same time, the university system hit a serious milestone. It was in 1972 when the Western Canadian Intercollegiate Athletic Association split into two separate conferences. There was the Canada West, and there was the Great Plains Athletic Conference. In the Canada West League was the University of Alberta, the University of Calgary, Saskatchewan, UBC, University of Victoria, and the University of Lethbridge. Bob Bratton was a part of the new Canada West Conference. He coached the university team in Calgary. Teresa Maxwell remembers it well. I have to say that Bob Bratton came and, I would say, fundamentally introduced the game in Calgary. University volleyball here, the University of Alberta at Calgary. That's Bob Bratton. Did not have an intercollegiate team, but it did have a volleyball team. And I uh, sort of got involved helping them out a little bit. We uh, grew and became competitive and could compete with other people. Meanwhile, the colleges, including Red Deer College and Grand Prairie College, all had volleyball squads. This provided a whole new level of playing opportunities for athletes who may not have been able to compete at the university level. But those post-secondary teams and schools didn't just focus on themselves. They gave back to younger players. This came in the form of clubs, which allowed players to continue to train and play after the official school season ended. I think it's fair to say that the University of Lethbridge was the, 
focal point of volleyball development in the South. Howie Rasmussen. Not, not much doubt about that. There wasn't much good volleyball before 1970. And um, Jim had a program called Savage, Southern Alberta Volleyball Age Group. Experience. Experience, <laughs> Savage. And I never took part in Savage, but I, I heard about it. And I know that a lot of young people got exposed to volleyball through Savage. So I think if when you look at the history of volleyball in Southern Alberta, you're looking at the University of Lethbridge. Uh, well, my volleyball involvement, I coached the college team in Grand Prairie for about 13 years. That's Lee Goldie. But then in 1984, we started the Wolves Volleyball Club in Grand Prairie with one midget boys team. And the next year we added a midget girls team. In the 1980s and 90s, there was a big move all across the province to form volleyball clubs at all age levels and to have provincial championships for each one. And then over the years, we kept adding teams. Uh, and we built the, the Wolves Volleyball Club into one of the largest clubs in Canada. I think at our peak, we had pretty close to 25 teams as part of the club. Also uh, being involved with uh, hosting tournaments, developing and hosting tournaments and clinics and that sort of thing. Uh, we contacted people in a couple of areas. I remember as well, from my perspective, going out to Drumheller to, to put on a clinic and took three or four university players and off we went and Bob Hansel was another one that came along with me at the time. Uh, and they just uh, got the gym going, got the kids organized and we went in there and showed them how. And for many of them, the kids, uh, oh, rookie bookie, you know, wookie, slappy wappy, women's game, you know. And we had a couple of kids that uh, were mouthing off quite a bit in the drum elder. I said, how do you guys like to sit here in the middle of the court? And wham, wham, a couple of balls went hit the floor beside them. And they decided not to sit in the floor anymore. They realized that this was a power game. That was our biggest uh, attempt was to change the attitude towards volleyball, particularly for men, that it was a power game. Then in the 2000s, provincial championships for under 18-year-olds all the way down to under 14 were created these clubs tended to be extensions of school teams. So when the school season, or the ASAA season, wrapped up, the club season kicked into high gear. Alberta Volleyball took care of administering the club season. In the mid-1990s, the Alberta Schools Athletic Association decided to categorize schools by size and then had provincial championships in each category. It meant that they could actually compete and even win. Added incentive for young players, was when the government started sponsoring elite competitions for younger players. These included the Canada Games and the Alberta Games. And this ever-growing and strengthening system was fostered further in another way. Some of our first-string players that, from both Edmonton and Calgary uh, were in, in physical education and went into teaching. So that leadership went into the school system. Uh, I'm not sure how much they did in Edmonton. They had a junior team program as well, but I had a program that uh, I had a gym and I had three nets and therefore I had as many as three teams. And in particular, if you were registered in the faculty of education and you were, or phys ed and you were going to get into teaching, I didn't care how good you were. You were going to play because these were the leadership people that were going to go out into the schools and do the job. So come on out and, and I know Oh, God, I could name a dozen of those guys that played on our B or C team and never made the A team. 
went into the school system, and boy, did they they just did a great job of building the sport. Lauren Sawula agrees. People to stay in coaching and, and get good coaches for young younger people. Usually what happens is we found some coaches eventually, let's say for higher levels, and uh, eventually when the college and universities got involved more in volleyball in the 80s, uh, that led to coaches that were coaching and teaching. Post-secondary institutions have been more involved with uh, developing programs in the community, and that's led to that strength. The kinds of opportunities for those kids to train in volleyball are so much more uh, specific and so much more available that if people wanted their child to gain an advantage in a sport, but volleyball for instance, uh, there are opportunities, whereas there weren't before. Volleyball is very strong in the schools, and that relationship between the schools and the association has ended up now there being a very strong high school, junior high volleyball season in the fall, and a strong club system in, in the winter term. I think there's no doubt that it's a real, real high school sport now. The schools have made a lot of it. The, the teams are well supported by their schools. I think that volleyball is now one of the elite sports at, at the high school level in Alberta. We have kids who say, I'm a volleyball player. Pioneers in the sport of Alberta volleyball explaining how schools bolstered widespread participation all across the province. Just one of the 10 stories being explored on the Voices of Alberta Volleyball podcast. Music featured on this episode was by the Blue Dot Sessions, the piece Tuck and Point. Next time, on the final episode, we'll find out how international play impacted the sport in Wild Rose Country. The Volleyball Alberta History Project is generously supported by the Alberta Historical Resources Foundation and the Alberta Lottery Fund. A special thanks to Joel Reiniger for getting this project started, conducting the interviews, and compiling the history which this podcast is based upon. Thanks for listening to Voices of Alberta Volleyball, presented by the Provincial Sport Association, Volleyball Alberta. <laughs>